Welcome to Somatic Radio, podcasts on what makes the body alive, talks on somatic methods and somatic practices, podcasts on somatic principles and possibilities, talks on movement, touch and breathing. Healing, Development and History of Somatics Information on workshops, trainings and festivals in the somatic world Listen to your body Listen to Somatic Radio My name is Dieter Rehberg. I am a registered somatic movement therapist and I am your host at Somatic Radio. If you want to try somatics and sense and feel your own body, go to somatic-training.com somatic-training.com Listen to your body, listen to Somatic Radio. Welcome to Somatic Radio. In this issue, it's another issue about um, body IQ and its presenters. And today with me is Adishola Akinlei. Um, welcome, Adishola. Um, so, um, could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background? Hi, it's great to be here and talking to you. Um, I'm a dancer, um, a choreographer, but I, I see sort of movement and dance being something that's beyond a human body and also something that happens in the world. So that dance isn't just something that humans do, but uh, I'm looking at the word as if it was a much bigger meaning and seeing um, all, many species and the, the idea of all of us living together on earth as a big dance. Um, I grew up in England and I've taught dance and choreographed um, in uh, America, Canada, um, England, a little bit in the Caribbean as well. At the moment, I'm uh, teaching in a university. You, you, you told us already that dance is something bigger than just uh, human beings moving around. Uh, so what do you mean with that? Could you explain that a little more? Um, yeah, I feel, I think that um, everything in the world is interrelated. One thing doesn't exist without everything else. Um, and dance is a way of um, tuning into that. 
not on purpose, but that if you start to dance, you somehow become more aware of being connected to the world around. And also just how we talk about dance, dance is something that you can be and do and see. So it sort of lives across the idea of being a thing. Um, it can call it kind of be uh, in the, in the moment of something. So I can be a dancer and be doing dance at the same time. So it's the subject and the object at the same time. Um, so I think it's, I don't, I think it's a way of seeing how we are interconnected in the, in the world. Um, and I think that the, the world, uh, the sort of um, critical zone of where we live, the, the, the livable part of the earth that we sort of sharing with other beings um, is something that's really important at the moment to understand our role of being a part of that, that, that um, and, how, and in being a part of it, how we look after it and be a part of it in a good way. So I'm um, seeing dance as a kind of a doorway or way into looking uh, at seeing how connected we are. Mm -hmm. So are you saying that uh, the trees outside of my windows are also dancing? Yeah, well, I would say yes. Uh, dancing, maybe their roots are also dancing with each other. Seeing dancing as something that's about a sort of interweaving of patterns and um, rhythms, uh, like people talk about the rhythm of life, you know, is a so an interweaving of patterns and rhythms that um, that that's dance. Mm -hmm. So, and you're saying when we are dancing, we somehow connect to the dance that is happening also on the outside. So how do we connect? What, what is this process of connection? Because usually when I look at a dance class, we do not connect very much to the outside. It's about how do I move my body? Um, so what, what is this connection that you are talking about? How do we get to this connection? Yeah, so I think I'm saying that I think dance is a good way to possibly glimpse that you're a part of something beyond yourself or the shapes that you make. I'm not, not necessarily that we, uh, that everybody that dances um, automatically glimpses that, but that it is a good method for glimpsing or mm -hmm. seeing that, that, that we're a part of everything. Um, and I what think else does it need? So not everybody who is dancing can see that. So what does it need that the dancing person is seeing that? Yeah, so this is where um, some of my work sort of can be called more, it could be called more somatic work. That's where it sort of falls into this idea of the, the somatic. Um, because uh, and a little bit of one of the um, presentations that I'm doing is a little bit discussing this. So there are some dances that maybe have been done 
or handed down for quite a long time or um, are sort of generated from a, maybe a non-Western perspective where part of the um, engagement in the dance is around being aware that you're a part of it all, that you're kind of connecting to the world, that that's sort of what those, those dances were done for. Um, and then there's a kind of, a little bit has happened, what you could call colonialism maybe, or colonizing bodies and spaces where um, some of those uh, ideas for what dance is um, became um, just understood as a set of shapes or an aesthetic, you know, what it looks like. Um, and so you could lose some of the, the deeper connection um, because you're just thinking about the aesthetic maybe of what the shapes that are being made. Um, so I think that within dance there or within sort of movement, somatic dance, somatic slash dancing, there is a whole universe as well mirroring back to us the ways that we can connect and the ways that we can shut ourselves down from connecting. So I'm not seeing dance or as a sort of medicine that will fix this, but just that it has the potential to help us to deeply understand how we're a part of it all. So one of the things that I'm talking about at the conference is this is the idea of discovery um, and what what do we is discovery, which is an English word. I don't know what the translations are, but it'd be interesting to talk about that. Um, it, it, are we sort of misunderstanding what the word discovery means? Because at the moment, when we say the word discovery, um, there is a little bit of an assumed ownership that goes with it. Like I might discover something outside. I might discover that someone had dropped uh, a pound, a euro outside. And in discovering that, there's a little assumption that I have some authority over it now because I discovered it. Um, and I think that that's how we lose some of the somatic meanings of things when we encounter them and we encounter them in this thought process that the when we recognize it and encounter it, we somehow now have some authority over it. That's the moment I think that you can lose the possibility of what some of what the dance or the somatic practice has. You, you lose that possibility a tiny bit each time that happens because of course, if you've only just come across something, you haven't got the fuller understanding of it as someone who is more familiar with it or has been doing it. In other words, the someone that you've just discovered. <laughs> if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yes, um, that was a lot. I have some questions. Um, <laughs> uh, one was um, to have dances that make meaning also to my social community or to my heritage. Um, so I'm living in Austria and yesterday I was driving through my little village 
and the, the the beginning of the fall there was um, a celebration a little bit and there was some music and there was some dancing um, so this was from that heritage uh, some dancing um, is this also how you see your dances coming from a very different heritage but how how this connects to the social community yeah i yes definitely that's an that's an example one of the things though that i think is important when we see these dance this is a part of this whole idea of discovery is when you saw the dance in the village because that dance as dance it connects to a history of people other people doing it through time it doesn't mean it's the same dance. It's so I don't think that we necessarily have dances that were done uh, thousands of years ago and we can reproduce them today because we have different bodies. And part of the dance is the, the body of the, the individuals doing it. But the knowledge is that dance, that, that, that dance has gathered as it's get, gone through time and moved through bodies, passed through bodies of generations, it's gathered meaning about the places that those bodies that have danced it and handed it down ha have known. So there's sort of dark, the knowledges within the dance. Um, yes, I'm talking about that. So I'm yeah. not talking about the idea though, that you can see a kind of primitive dance as if it wasn't changed into, I don't believe that um, time doesn't exist in, in or doesn't affect um, dance, but I'm seeing time as part of a sort of four dimensional space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's the interesting thing with dance um, as it is no material um, uh, and also in a way, uh, you can't own it in in in, in, a, in a sense yeah it only lives within human beings and within the body and the mind of human beings yeah and um is that your your connection you were saying uh, that's how you see the somatics in your dance as dance is living in human beings and they dance it in their time and maybe they teach it to somebody else, yeah? Yeah, so I'm saying a, a little bit slightly different. I'm saying that dance lives in the situation. Okay. The situation is the sum of everything. Mm -hmm. And that as human beings, we can uh, connect. We fi might find it to the, hard to connect to the situation of everything. Like we, we find well, I don't want to put on us that we do it, but but it's likely that we find it hard to be in the moment, like aware of the full situation of now. But dance lives in the full situation of now. And so somehow it's a little bit of a key. So we can't actually maybe become a part of, know how to become a part of the moment so easily. You sort of need might need to focus, help on practice focusing or meditation to be a part of that but we can more easily become a part of dance which is a part which lives in this full situation and that's how we can do what I was saying before sort of glimpse that we're a part of everything because we can always like join in with the tide of dance swelling into the 
the full situation of now we can mm -hmm. become a part of the situation of now by dancing mm -hmm. um this sounds to me also like a spiritual practice um because in my spiritual background as a buddhist um the now is very important and you say like dance can be a vehicle to come into the now and also the buddhists say when you're in the now then you can have uh, a connection to everything else and having this connection with everything else then is is a freeing moment where you're freed from suffering yeah so do you also use it in that way the dance or are you in the arts or is this a spiritual practice yeah for me, i i mean for me i don't think there's a separation um i think that yes i think it's you could call it part of that is a spirit there's a spiritual engagement with it and then for some people that spiritual engagement might be what they described as art mm -hmm. so i don't think there's a there's a big separate um, I feel, I think that we're constantly in, in a kind of, um, rhythm that is, uh, connecting and separating and moving. Um, so there isn't like a fixed point, like a spiritual is a fixed point, art is a fixed point, something else is a fixed point, but that we're in flow. And so if we're in flow, then we can be engaged with multiple things at once. Something can be spiritual and artistic at the same time. Mm -hmm. But you do work uh, in, in an art surrounding and uh, teach uh, in universities. So this is very much um, social surrounding is art. You're not teaching in a monastery uh, or something uh yeah unless you feel like going back <laughs> to the earth being and the critical zone unless you feel like the earth itself is a sacred space and then mm -hmm. we're all we're all teaching in a monastery mm -hmm. so that leads me to the question what are you actually presenting at the body iq and what can the audience expect is are you dancing with the audience or is the audience watching a performance of you or are you teaching so what is what will be going on um so as i said i'm pr presenting something around this idea of discovery and kind of unpicking like how could we re together redefine what we mean when we discover something like when when we become aware of something that we weren't aware of before and how can we um come discuss or come together to decide how we become aware of owning owning that and shutting it down by owning it and not just sort of being able to engage with it so that that is one of my that's like my presentation but it's going to be more like a kind of i'm gonna be um setting a scene like through moving and talking about the idea of discovery and then 
sort of opening it up to everybody that's there in the room so that we can sort of have a discussion of could we come to um, new conclusions on how we address that idea of first being sort of excited and caught up with something and allowing ourselves to absorb it without shutting it down to be owning it, um, which touches on a lot of the conversations that people are having at the moment around this idea of decolonizing. It's, it's sort of this idea of, well, that was a model and a really strong model that all over the world people kind of experience the model of discovering something and owning it immediately. So how do we start modeling an alternative to that? Like how do we model discover, discovery when it doesn't involve uh, ownership but I think I keep saying that but I feel like it's an important thing so hopefully that's going to be something that um, we can kind of engage with and uh, the way that I'd like to do that is through talking and moving together because I think that um, we understand some things by gesture and moving and other things by talking so it's sort of setting up a space for us to all look at this issue um, I hope that made sense. It was quite long-winded. Um, I try to to uh, translate it into into my words. Um, so you will be talking and presenting some ideas about um, discovery and ownership, and then the audience also is invited to move and talk and to discuss as well. Am I right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And then I have a second. I have a second thing that I'm doing. So oh, also, you have a second presentation. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let us know what is your second presentation. So the second presentation is around is about a book that I've written called Dance, Architecture, and Engineering, and that was um, a book that came out of two years of working with collaboratively with architects and engineers, and looking at how we. Uh, sort of create urban spaces, uh, the sort of the dance or the movement of an urban space and how that, that we allow for bodies that are often marginalized for the people who uh, are present in bodies that are marginalized like women or homeless people or people that have, you know, quite distinctive religious outfits or um, people of, that are different colors so from each other so it's about how we sort of design uh cities uh to be spaces for some bodies and not other bodies so that th that is something that i've been working on for a little while i'm going to share a little bit about the book and i've created some spaces using lights and projection that you one can move through that um, means that uh, you can start to sort of explore the idea of being a body in space through this kind of installation type um, space that I, that, that I create with the lights. So that's a sort of, I guess, moving talk and moving and sharing together kind of installation type space in order to talk about how we come together to create urban spaces or spaces of living together. Mm -hmm. Um, 
one question came to my head. What would be the perfect city for you? Yeah, I've been obviously because I'm this is something that I'm thinking about a lot. And um, I've been thinking a little bit about cities. I think there are some perfect cities uh, that are uh, like, for instance, swamps. There are some swamps. I've been working with uh, someone who has done lots and lots of work around swamps. What and swamps? Swamps uh, is um, places where there's a lot like the water is. Yeah is sort of saturated the ground okay so everything's kind of living in and out in and through the water yes so it, there's this perfect kind of uh well it's not perfect but there's this um you know exchange of life through the water that is a swamp mm -hmm. or um recent act um discoveries around the roots of trees and how they connect with each other like across great distances and support each other and and mushrooms kind of help them connect together so i think there are some perfect cities that are uh, these these spaces and then as human beings we need to figure out how to be a part of these so are you saying that cities that uh, have a lot of water um, are more livable? No, I, I guess I'm, what I'm saying is we need to remodel our human ideas of what a city is and look mm -hmm. at the way that the earth is already offering, everything else on the earth is already offering ways of being together um, that we can maybe well, well, do we need do we need cities then is is city not a, a place that is not really good for our bodies yeah i suppose what i'm saying is we need to and this is the same with the word discovery we need to change the meaning or change our understanding of what these words are so i'm saying suggesting that city means a way of living together in a healthy manner mm -hmm. um, and if we rather than saying to ourselves let's change the material of things like let's try this let's try that if we change the un our understanding of what it is we're trying to do then the materials will change because of that so um, if we ch shift our relationship with what city could mean or what the, it does to what it what it does it's a space for things to come together in a healthy manner then we hopefully will change the sort of material activity that that we do that we call a city mm -hmm. well th there used to be uh, the cities um uh that they were modeled around the human body um cities Old cities in Germany were not bigger. Uh, you could walk from one end to the other end of the city in half an hour. So it was really about walking. It was about moving your body. Yeah. And in our days, the model is the car. Um, so it's not anymore the, the human body and how the human body is acting in, 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 a, in a 
environment. It's it's the car. How where is the car going, and how far can I get in half an hour? Yeah, with the car. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm saying I'm thinking that it they were it was modeled around the body and then now modeled around the car, but the car is about moving human bodies. Um, and I'm thinking, what if we modeled it around the the whole, a multi-species, the whole earth? So if cities were modeled around how the earth lives, like how, how we nurture the earth, rather than how we nurture human bodies, how we nurture the body of the earth, then we would then they would look very different mm -hmm. so do you think that uh, there will be houses close together or will there be nature all around and we live in the wilderness how do you imagine that i've no idea <laughs> i don't i'm not sure that i'm there yet on on a solution solutions i i think more around um questioning question okay i don't think i'm not able to give answers but i can look at questions and find deeper questions play with the questions again i think because i'm trying to avoid a fixed okay this is what it is and be more in okay how do we need to move right what is the movement in this at the moment the movement is we need to move away from a lot of the stuff that we're doing where I'm not sure where we, what happens when we move away, but it just seems like we need to question and, and change and shift and move some of the stuff that we're doing as humans at the moment. Okay, and then the, the second presentation is an installation, you said, where we could, or the audience could experience space and how space feels on their body am i right yes it's, so it's an installation type discussion mm -hmm. yeah so yeah okay and then there's also a discussion it's going on at the same time or afterwards or how yes so after sort of afterwards i guess so part of moving as we move around together in this installation that's a discussion too it's a physical discussion and then we could also stop and have a verbal discussion. A lot of, I think a lot of my work is around blurring edge, the edges of things. So it's difficult to say some things, let's do some things this and this and this, but I'm more interested in the relationships between things, the betweenness, which I think gets back to what you were saying about Buddhism, for instance, like it's sort of, the between space, the connections and the relationships between things that, that I'm sort of talking about rather than fixed end points. The space is in between and the relationship. Mm -hmm. Maybe let's have this as um, the conclusion, uh, the space is in between and the relationships that's what you are interested in and that's what you try to present, which is not an easy thing um, to have the spaces in between presented. But um, it's, uh, I think it uh, sounds like a very interesting experiment to, to do that. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's a great summary. <laughs>
Okay, so uh, let's finish that up. Thank you, Adishola, for being with us in Somatic Radio. And um, I hope to see you at the Body IQ in uh, November in Berlin. And I hope a um, lot of the listeners will join your presentations. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to Somatic Radio, podcasts on what makes the body alive, talks on somatic methods and somatic practices, podcasts on somatic principles and possibilities, talks on movement, touch and breathing. Healing, development, and history of somatics. Information on workshops, trainings, and festivals in the somatic world. Listen to your body. Listen to somatic radio. My name is Dieter Rehberg. I'm a registered somatic movement therapist and I am your host at Somatic Radio. If you want to try somatics and sense and feel your own body, go to somatic-training.com somatic-training.com Listen to your body, listen to Somatic Radio.